0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
1: Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all.
2: Wow. Sounds like a little second to none you got going on there? We're busting that out here on a uh, on a Thursday. Damn people, welcome in. It is Thursday. It is October I'm the 31st. My mind's playing tricks on me, which means it is Halloween, and yeah, it's also the uh, backtrack to a uh, "If You Want It," one of my favorite groups out of uh, L.A. Little DJ Quick uh, produced, second to none. Yeah. bringing back some memories here on a uh, on a Thursday. I cannot believe it's Throwback Thursday, though. So I guess it is fitting, but. Let me tell you here on a Halloween. I don't know what's more disturbing right now—the fact that um, um, Dane's picture is not in uh, in what you guys are seeing here. I kind of feel like I'm seeing a ghost, or <laughs> the damn fact that, or the damn fact that tomorrow is November the first, people. November. The first 2019 and we're just a little over a week away. College hoops getting ready to start up NBA in full effect. See, boom, it's magic. There he is. Uh, It is just it's mind blowing and it's always mind blowing this time of year because at the end of October, it signals the end of yet another major league baseball season. And it all came down, guys, to a game seven for the 2019 season. And it delivered. Here they are. One strike away, one out away. Three, two. Here it
0: is! The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise
2: history. Six, two is what the final was. There's a a lot of ways to dissect what we watched last night. But ultimately, the Washington Nationals were the better team and did something that's never been done before. And that was go ahead and win a World Series. A best of seven series by never winning a game at home. Every game, all four on the road. It is the first time not only in Major League Baseball, guys, but it's never happened in any professional sports landscape here in this country. Uh, we've never seen it anyplace else in a best of series, a best of seven series, where you don't win one game at home. And for the Houston Astros... This is going to be a bitter pill for a long, long time. And it's also going to, I think, show the world, Dane, that you can have, you can win all your games at home during the regular season. October is a different animal. It's a different series. It's a different everything. And I think one of the takeaways, having watched this game last night, is to go, The things that it takes in order to be able to get to that point last night, a game seven in a World Series, Dane, are not even remotely close to the things it requires for you to get through a 162-game season. Now, I don't know that that's across the board or if it's just what Major League Baseball, because what we saw last night, the Washington Nationals won this series because they played baseball like we've always played it, Dane. Everything we bitched and moaned about, right, all year long, they executed bunting guys over playing small ball playing defense you know making guys uh, you know put the bat on the ball all of those things that we bitched and moaned about with the you know the three true outcomes during the year yep. Dane, all of that went out the window anybody that lived and died that way that you play through 162 games in a year yeah they, they're not holding a trophy right now the team that stuck to baseball the game that we love and we've always played, Dane, and that we've always grown up learning how to play. Yeah, guys, that's what ultimately won the 2019 World Series, Dane. It's, kind of, it's an interesting perspective, but that's what it is. Baseball maybe was the big winner last night. The game of baseball, the fundamentals. Yeah, they're alive and well, Dane, because it's what you need to win a damn World Series.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerate. To make it rain here, let's cock a doodle do it. First of all, Joe, that was a remix, and that was Ghetto Boys. My mind's playing tricks on me, in which a couple of game, the couple of the verses are about Halloween, and so maybe that's why Bavona decided to play that.
2: Today. No, no, I, yeah, no. I I knew that, but it was the first thing that came into my head was because that was one of my favorite uh, in the. Uh, Got you. Early '90s, they were uh, they were yes. one of my favorite uh, guys out in uh, out in L.A. Absolutely,
3: there yep. was a uh, one of their verse starts this year. Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and Ghetto Boys been yep. trick or treating. But in any event, in any event, you're absolutely right, Joe. We said it all year long. We said it going into the playoffs. Right, the three true outcomes is not going to necessarily be it. We're going to actually have to play baseball. We said everything from the weather. Right. And it getting colder. So other reasons that we've talked about while the ball didn't fly as far the way teams will have to manage it, the way bullpens may be exposed when you see the same team five times in a week and Mm -hmm. the importance of, oh, I don't know, a rally. Like have, when have we seen rallies before in this three true outcome world? And that's what Washington did. And that's what you need to do, Joe, you know, when you're down by two on the road in the sixth or seventh inning, right? You need no one. You can't play hero ball. Right, and think that someone's going to hit a seven-run homer, and that's what the Nationals were doing all playoffs long. They were were hot as all hell before their losses to the Astros at home, winning something like 18 of their 20 games, so that recent form being really important, and one of the things we said is they did it in so many different ways. Yeah, they had the starting pitching, but they Mm -hmm. have these, you know, guys like Rendon and Turner, to put the bat on the ball, an emerging star in Juan Soto, who by the way, Joe, Dave Martinez said he had his first beer ever last night. I don't know if I believe that or not, but Joe Buck told us how old he was about 10,000 times over the course of the last year. But, you know, the Twins, major league record for home runs, they gone. The Yankees. Right behind them, they gone. You know, mm-hmm. Billy Bean said it when he was managing uh, GM for the Oakland A's all the time. You put your teams together for a 162-game regular season, then you play a one-game playoff or a five-game crapshoot, and you that's never it. really know. But, yes, you do need all the tools in order to win, and that's what we saw. Kudos to the Washington Nationals. Stroudsburg as the MVP. Rendon is going to make a ton of money. Uh, in the offseason and so is Strasbourg and Cole they might make a billion dollars combined in their contract
2: yeah there's a few guys that uh, cemented themselves there in this series that uh it it's it's gonna look uh, it's this future is bright for a number of those guys it's also yeah. filled with uh dollar signs because they're gonna make an awful lot of money but it wouldn't be, a, uh, wouldn't be a morning show here if we didn't rip apart every decision made in that Game 7 last night. Sure, let's do it. We will do that. We will rip apart A.J. Hinch, the losing team. We will celebrate Dave Martinez and company, and we'll let you hear some of the calls from last night. We'll do that next as we look to make it rain at SportsGrid.com. Happy Halloween. Classic here on this uh on this halloween 2019 october the 31st welcome in hope you guys got enough candy ready for those uh trick-or-treaters here and i you know i'm just wondering what um I don't know if you guys uh, in uh, Dane in, uh in your neighborhood there. I don't know yeah. if people go to door to door in the um, in the flats and everything else. That uh, you know, if, when you go to New York yeah. City, it's a little bit different of a. Uh, right. It's not like it's not tree-lined streets here, guys, with houses and walk up. You know, you got a bunch of different uh, old-school railroad flats and everything else there. Uh, how did do the kids still go door to door in the buildings there? Yeah, so
3: that's a great question, Joe, and something that interestingly enough. Uh, surprised my fiance when we were living, uh, you know, when we started living together, it was her first time really like in a normal New York City like apartment building, sure. you know. And so, I would say two things that go down. One is that, you know, I happen to live on kind of a a, a pretty major street, like uh, it's 181st Street, subways mm-hmm. stop on 181st Street, you know, so it's a kind of major uh, thoroughfare. And what happens is, all first of all, with the kids, all the like, neighborhood shops open up okay so like Mm -hmm. the deli the barber shop the nail salon the dry cleaners you know on the block they'll all have candy and stuff out so the kids go from like store to store instead of maybe door to door but then within the apartment building you go door to door like in the hallway of the apartment building and you do in fact knock on doors um and what i do cuz i don't want to buy all this candy cuz i don't want to have the extra candy around afterwards mm-hmm. i just give them a handful of change i got like a change jar, you know where i have my keys and stuff i just drop off my change when i come in and so that builds over time so if kids uh ring my doorbell tonight i ain't giving them candy i'm just going to dig in there get a handful of change and boom put it in their bag you know kids hate
0: when they do when people do that i don't, I don't care to tell them did that, that but, but yeah, I yeah all you that candy
3: kids, to have this candy left over. I don't need that. I'm already gonna put on some pounds because of the holidays, and I got a wedding in February. I gotta look good on a beach. Forget yeah, that.
2: He's dropping like stock certificates in these kids' uh, things yeah. here. Heck, kid, here's a uh, couple. You know of, what I'll here's do? Here's
3: a Joe? Nice CD for you. Yeah, here's what I'll do. I'll I'll write on a little piece of paper. I'll put it in that thing, and I'll be like, "Yo, lay the nine and a half with the yeah. Niners tonight." <laughs> Bang. Exactly. <laughs> it was hard, man. <laughs> Him a card.
2: That's what you give them, damn it. Him a parlay- hey, kid, who are you liking this game tonight? All right. Oh my <laughs> word! I'll split the profits with you. Here, yeah, forget uh, the candy, take the under. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Much better. It is. Uh, Halloween's always fun, though, and uh, it's funny. It, whether it's uh, you know rural America, whether it's the burbs, or whether it's sure. the city, you know, kids are out there. And but listen, don't be. And this was always the big thing that annoyed me. Like, don't be like 17 years old and knocking on doors for like candy, gotcha. guys. All right. Like, <laughs> you know, get your ass a job and go out and buy your own damn candy. All right. Unless,
3: like, don't... I'll say this. Unless like you're the one taking three little brothers and
2: sisters around. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But you we know what know I mean? That ain't happening. That's okay. Yeah. We... yeah that's, that's like hell no. You know, they uh, they're always knocking on door looking for brownies, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah. hell no. Like hell no, dude! Like you can't—you're 26. Like you can't be knocking on doors. That's like uh, Venmo, Brian. Man, I can see him knocking on doors. Man, being like, "I haven't eaten, man. I'm starving." When was the last time you went trick or treating Venmo, B? Uh, probably when I was like 12. I don't know. A long so like two on. years. You cut off, huh? You you cut off. So like two off. years ago. Cool two years yeah <laughs> yeah well that's what happens see once you get to college and then after college then you know you get to dress like whatever you want to dress like so we you know the girls certainly right. take advantage of that and right. it's like uh, sexy something whatever oh it's oh yeah it's it's skanky this skanky that right, right, and it's right. like yeah you're the you you know librarian my ass all right nobody's it's, ever dressing like the library where's that you know library I mean? yeah, halloween exactly. on a college campus is probably one of the best days of the year i'm not oh yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, i'm sure absolutely absolutely <laughs> Good times, man. Great. All right. So Ben O'Brien stopped when he was 12. So, but uh, yeah, no, don't be the, uh, the 15, 16, 17-year-old. And if you're higher than that, then just get your ass a job. Will you please? All I'm going to say be- is yeah. that there are girls get- going oh, out there this
0: yeah. year as sexy Mr. Rogers. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's just, it,
2: would you be? Yeah, mine? I don't know. I do to
0: go with yeah, that. Won't you Yes, be- if you're like 17 years old, forget trick-or-treating. Go
2: to Dwayne no. Reed and buy yourself some candy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Like, get your ass on, Candy. Like, goddamn, yeah. sexy miss. See now, Bavona, you got to pull me up a photo of that because now you got me intrigued. I don't even know what a sexy miss. <laughs> well, what are they wearing? A sweater? Like, I, I don't, uh, I don't even get it. Oh, I can't. I saw that, that Sexy Bob Ross.
3: No. With Come on. and her like, yeah, she had like cut off jean shorts. You know, looking really? great and like just like the denim shirt. Uh, with the wig and, like, a paint
2: palette, you know? Pretty <laughs> <That's laughs> little trees great. over here. You can Sexy really do anything. Bob, These are nice trees. We we <laughs> yeah. we bring in some clouds. Oh, I loved him. Missed him. <laughs> Guy was the best, man. Absolutely the best. All right, so last night in the World Series, uh, and I'm wondering if anybody's going to go as, uh, as Justin Verlander where they just have a big uh, giant L on their chest for loser 0-6 oh, in his World Series appearances. But some of the standout performances, and you, met, and, and you mentioned it, uh, Dane, that Strasburg was the MVP. And it was interesting during, um, during in-game live last night while we were doing it, it we were watching. It was funny. The, everything, obviously, as the game was flowing, so the odds were changing, everything else along those lines. Uh, but the MVP odds were also changing last night as the game went on, which we thought was pretty cool because you could have gotten – it was funny. You could have gotten Granky at like 11 to one before the game. But by the time he got into like the third or fourth inning, he was down to six to one. And it was looking as if he was going to be, uh, he was going to be one of, it was going to be one of the best performances we have seen in a long, long time, because that off speed pitch of his, his curveball, yeah. his, um, his off speed stuff guys was just, it made them look ridiculous, the Washington Nets. They had no answer. They were swinging at balls. It was bouncing three feet in front of the plate. It was quite obvious he was in total control through five innings. Uh, I mean, they had one hit, guys. They had one damn hit. And he was, he only had 80 pitches by the time he got to the sixth inning, right? So uh, through the sixth inning, he gets out there on the seventh. He faces, he gets one out. And then uh, Rendon hits a home run, right? So now it's 2-1. There's one out. And Soto comes up. And it's obvious he's not, you know, he's been pitching around Soto all week. But made him look like a complete idiot the first two times up at the plate. He walks him. And then this is where the second guessing, as far as I'm concerned, is going to come in. Because not once, but twice during the game, A.J. Hinch had Garrett Cole up. Ready to rock and roll, warming up in the bullpen. And we were all kind of going, all right, when are you gonna bring him in? How are you gonna bring him in? But when he walked Soto, he had 80 pitches thrown already, danger exactly. six and a third. Eighty. And I need I remind you, prior to Rendon, they had one hit and were yeah. looking like complete morons. Then you have Howie Kendrick coming up to the plate. And instead of going, all right, you know, great job. Let's bring in Cole, or even better, as far as I'm concerned, he made Kendrick look like an idiot two times up at the plate already throughout the day. Let him stay in. That's why you traded for him. But no, no, no. Instead, he's got to go to. Uh, he's got to go to his bullpen, and uh, that worked out really, and I mean, really well. That's down the right field line into the corner. This ball is gone for a home run. Nationals on top. Howie Kendrick has made it 3-2. And it was pretty much over from that point. You bring in the same dude that gave up the home run the night before in the seventh inning to Rendon. Instead, I would have seen anything other than it's either Cole or keep granky in at that point, Dane. You are not – what are you bubble wrapping Cole for exactly? Like, what do you say – why do you have him up? Because he said after the game, which I thought was, was totally Bush League too, as well, and I thought that it was kind of a uh, BS excuse. But this is why he didn't bring in Cole. I wasn't going to pitch him unless we, we were going to win the World Series and have a lead. I mean, to he was going to help us win. I didn't want him. He, he was – Available And I felt it was a, a game that he was going to come in um, had we tied it or taken the lead. He was going to close the game in the ninth after I brought him soon. in. why? You, why? You were leading. You had that was the moment to bring him in. Exactly. Or, you know what, AJ? Don't overthink the moment. You got a guy that's thrown 80 pitches through six and a third is dominating this lineup. And you leave calling a bullpen. I can't wait yeah. to hear what you got to say about this, Dan, because I was I was going crazy. with I it. had
3: one excuse or reason that I thought was sort of valid, but it's not what A.J. Hinch said. So I'm exactly. confused now. I, know it's I tell you what I thought would be a valid
2: reason on the other side of the break. Well, t- Exactly. Unbelievable. Let the second guessing begin. Coming up next, Megan Reigns.
1: Window. NBA, it's the Larry O'Brien trophy. The NFL, it's the Vince Lombardi trophy. And of course, NHL, Lord Stanley's Cup. But the Major League Baseball, it's the Commissioner's Trophy. How lame is that uh, for a name of, of a, the World Series trophy? The Commissioner's Trophy? Come on now. Come on, baseball. It should be like the Hank Aaron trophy or Babe Ruth trophy. Watch live with the games 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV, channel 719.
2: Ah, he's reaching here at this point. All right. So, listen, guys, follow us, YouTube and Instagram, Sports Grid TV. If you haven't done so, subscribe on YouTube. And, of course, uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Sports Grid TV. Never miss a show or a highlight. Some of the uh, funniest, most informative clips, too, by the way, from all the shows can be found on Instagram, at Sports Grid TV. And uh, don't forget the NBA. We got some news coming out of the NBA last night, which was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Dunk. On your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com this season, you can compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. It is the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, you can get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% now. On winning NBA DFS advice, use the promo code DUNK. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. Get your 10% off now, and remember... DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made, and welcome back in here. It is uh, making rain here on this uh, Halloween, October the 31st. I'm Joe Maneri. Is Dane Martinez, and uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Dane and I are just uh, breaking down here that seventh inning where it went all wrong for the Astros and all right for the Washington uh, Nationals, and it's a questionable decision at best is to AJ Hinch. His decision uh, with Granke having pitched six and a third, only 80 pitchers thrown, uh, and he opted to go to the bullpen to face Howie Kendrick, a righty, uh, take out a righty, bring in a righty, and it not be Garrett Cole who had warmed up not once but twice already in the game. And a lot of people felt like, all right, if you're going to take out Granke, it's got to be Garrett Cole. Now... Hinch at the after it says, now nah, you know, the plan was uh, only in the ninth inning if we were up or we're we going to use Garrett Cole, which to me makes absolutely zero sense. Why you'd even take Granky out at that moment. Um, and if you did, you brought in Will Harris, the guy that just gave up the home run the night before, and he served it up to Howie Kendrick again. So it, questions all the way around. And I know it's easy uh, after the fact, but even while, they were making that change, Dane. I was like, "What? what is A.J. Hinch doing? What were your thoughts in that moment there? What would you have done? So,
3: so listen, first of all, remember, Joe, that yesterday morning, two days ago in the morning, you and I both said that, you know, Stralsberg, Grinky, Cole, Everybody. uh, Scherzer, that these guys after a hundred pitches are still probably the best option in that mm-hmm. point in time. I think I literally said yesterday morning, you know, I'll take Scherzer after one ten in the sixth inning if need be over the bullpen. With that as the caveat. The 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 audio of A.J. Hinch saying that in essence Garrett Cole was gonna function as their closer only if they were tied or up. That's surprising to me. I hadn't heard that, and that is not the rationale I thought he would have gone to, to be quite honest. What I thought was the reasoning, and whether I agree with it or not, I would have had to set up. I guess it's valid if he knows his guy. Is that a lot of times with these starters, Joe, you don't bring them in in the middle of an inning. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you only bring them in fresh to start an inning. For example, Corbin, I think, started the sixth in place of Scherzer, right? A lot of times these starters, you don't bring them in mid-inning to work out of the stretch, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of a tried and true thing that I've heard before that I think has some validity to it. So if if, if A.J. Hinch said, yeah, we just weren't going to bring in Cole unless it was to start an inning, I'd buy it, okay? But that's not what he says. And so at that point, I think you're absolutely right, Joe. You know, Grinky was cruising. He gave up like one hit. You mentioned the 80 pitches. So it just happened, in my opinion, to be the perfect storm, right? Eaton grounds out so you get the first one. Then Rendon hits the home run to make it 2-1. But listen, in this, in this world, right – Solo home runs aren't really that big of a deal. They happen all the time. They're a little chink in the armor. You keep on going. To me, the huge one is then Soto er, uh, earns the walk, right? So you're like, "Uh uh-oh, this could be one of those rallies that I talk about. But honestly, Joe… I would have ridden my horse until until they act. He actually gave up the lead. I would have stuck with Grinky, and then I would have brought in another starter like Cole to start an inning. And you can't say you would have done that to start the seventh because he was pitching a damn one hitter and cruising. Joe,
2: I you know listen. The whole to me that book of reasoning it goes out the window in a game seven of a World Series I hear you. with no tomorrow. You know I I don't uh, and I understand the concept of it. You know what I mean? Where you don't want to bring in a starter in the middle. I, I understand it completely. But I think you throw out all of those things that what you would normally do prior to sure. game seven of the World Series. Yeah. And you just bring the best man in. First of all, it wasn't like you were bringing in a lefty to face to a left. You replaced a righty who had 80 pitches. And by the way, the the prior swings of Randone in that at bat before he hit that home run. He made him look stupid. He just made a bad pitch and on yeah, like, being the best hitter. Uh, and he, stuff. he handled it. I mean, it was still a good swing, but he had looked stupid on two swings prior to that home run to take him out and lift him for a, a guy that, yeah, and people say, well, he was very reliable during the season. Well, he's not, he wasn't, you know, like yesterday. Furlander was really reliable during the right. season too. It's got nothing to do with the moment. You brought this guy in last night. The delay. He gives up the home run. He loses it. You brought this guy into another situation. I thought that was just why of all the people would you bring in him? Why have Cole up in the fifth and sixth inning? Why warm him up if you were not right. fully prepared to go? You know what? If Granky gets in trouble, Cole's coming in, and then we'll we'll figure it out from there. It just it made no <laughs> sense to me. I thought it was the exact wrong pitcher at the exact wrong time to face Howie Kendrick, who prior to that, the 2 had at-bats against Cranky, dude, he looked, he looked like he never swung a bat before. And what do you do? Yeah. Uh, you bring in a guy that throws a fastball, and he ends up going with it the other way. Like, what? I just don't yeah. get it. And, yeah, by the way, it didn't stop there. You brought in Asuna to replace Harris. He gives up a run. You brought in Ryan right. Presley. Oh, guess what? Yeah, he comes out, gets one out. Then you bring in Joe Smith, and Joe Smith allows two more runs. And, you know, the route is on at that point. All the while, the very, you know, Dave Martinez, plan. Get the most out of Scherzer. Get him to five innings. Let me get to the sixth, and I'm bringing in Corbin for three innings, and then we'll play the cards from there. And congratulations to Scherzer, who once again gutted it out, Dane, without his best stuff. Um, He was throwing 97 on that gun consistently. He made uh, just Really, they left 11 base runners on in that game last night. They left 11 base runners with Scherzer on the mound. Uh, that was how many base runners uh, had gotten on, and they weren't able to put any more than two across the plate. And that, to me, was that was the difference in that game last night. Once again, Scherzer making a big pitch when you needed him from your big picture Only the Astros didn't allow Greinke to make that kind of pitch. The minute he got, because he wasn't in trouble prior to that. Greinke was making big pitches also. (laughs) He never got himself in that situation. Scherzer from inning one till he left. Every inning, he had to make a big pitch to get out, and he did. But they trusted him to do it. There was the trust in Greinke last night. Where was that trust? That's exactly
3: right. And remember, Joe, that's what we were saying going into it, right? We'll ride our starting pitching horses as far as we can. Now, Joe, Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you, right? I think the play, it's game F and seven, okay? All the trends go out the window. I agree with you. I would have went to Garrett Cole, okay? All I'm saying is that if A.J. Hinch up at the podium last night instead of saying, oh yeah, we were only going to bring him in if oh, he yeah. was winning in the ninth, blah, blah, blah. If instead he said like, yeah, I had talked to Garrett Cole and we knew he had never come out of the bullpen before since college and we we decided we were only going to bring him in at the start of an inning. If he said that, I would have at least had to been like, eh, all right, you at least had a plan, you figured it out, you know. Uh, and I could have accepted that a little bit more. I still would have brought in Cole even in the middle of an inning, but if that was his rationale, I would have at least it's accepted it a little bit more. That's it, yeah, all I'm saying, exactly. Joe.
2: It's more forgivable. It, it's a little right. more forgivable cuz you can understand I would understand I it at least. It makes baseball logical sense in my mind a little bit more, you know? I don't get it, though. You got your your stud that you went out and traded for for that moment right right there last night. He was pitching a one-hitter, Joe. You know, he'd given up two hits, guys. It was one run on two hits. That was it. That was all you had. And then the first sign of trouble, you go to... Will Harris, like that's the guy you bring in, and Rendon
3: was hitting everybody. You know, Rendon is a Rendon was an MVP candidate for God's sakes. You know what I'm saying? So, so, and it's a solo home run, Joe. In these day and age, like a solo home run is actually not that big of a deal. You're kind of still cruising, even if you give up the solo home run.
2: Yeah, made zero sense. But again, I do. uh, Also, this was pretty nice too. Um. Uh. Brian Cashman has sent a bouquet of flowers to AJ Hinch after the game, sure. thanking him for not using his pitcher. uh Garrett Cole, uh, who will be in a Yankee sure. uniform. So uh classy move by Cashman to uh to go ahead and and say thank you for saving him for us. Uh, very good. yep, very good. That was nice. A little edible uh little little edible arrangement there. So enjoy this AJ. Thanks for not using him and saving him for the New York Yankees. Uh, Overthink, Dane, it was, and we've seen it happen time and time again in baseball. Managers overthink the spot. There's too much of this, too many analytics. You had the guy you needed on the mound last night to finish that inning, and you don't open the door for them. They can't walk through it. But you opened the door for them, and maybe that's the thing that made this team so good. Five guys, count them, five times this postseason, they had to win elimination games and they won all five and and you want to talk about it came deserving back against josh Ader in the yeah, nl exactly. wild card game. That's, how it opened. that's how it opened they had to beat the best and they beat the best i mean congratulations Absolutely. there's nothing else to say the best team in baseball won period they won houston i don't know this is a bitter pill to swallow here but the odds are out for next year that's where I was we'll gonna take a go. Look Joe. At the way, the way too early odds for next year. I got way to World it. Series champion. We'll do that coming up. Catch, that, Make that, it that. rain on the grid sports. When it's all said and done, Mattress Mac there, the uh, 68-year-old philanthropist and um, degenerate gambler, Mattress uh, furniture store owner who, when it was all said and done, tallied up, guys, uh, lost $13 million in bets after the Nationals uh, beat uh, the Astros 6-2 in that Game 7 last night. And the wagers... All totaled, the ones that at least we know about, that thirteen million dollars would have netted him twenty-five had they won. But it wasn't then. It wasn't the bets or or the whole month that has been about mattress uh, Mac. Uh, it's it was all about the moment after the game was over, and they uh, they interviewed him and and asked him if he had any thoughts. And this is really what kind of turned the page for me on him. Yeah. Uh, his response to them was not, a hey, you know, I love the guys. He actually wanted uh, to thank, and let me make sure that I have. He said, I'd like to thank the Beau Rivage Sportsbook. Um, for not taking my half a million dollar bet earlier today that I wanted to place on the Astros. That was number one. He also liked to thank another book for always having the highest odds against the Astros, making me take my business elsewhere. And he'd also like to thank another book for cutting him off. You really did save me money. That's what he opened with, Dane. And just like that, yeah, I'm good, man. Like you I, became I a get, fan I'm good, man. I you're you're all right in my book, dude. If yeah. that's the first thing out of your mouth, you, you're all right in my book, man.
3: Yeah, I hear you. You know, I put it on Twitter live yesterday. I also I also changed my opinion of Matches Mac like yesterday. So a few things happened. Okay, one, Ravel tweeted out that like last night he brought. Uh, mothers and you know parents of kids who of uh, who law who got killed in combat. He bought yep. tickets for their parents for mm-hmm. Game Six. In yes. Game Seven, he brought pediatric cancer patients with extra tickets. Like, yep. that, like I can't hate on that, Joe. No, <laughs> you know, no,
2: no, no. no he's a big and then you're,
3: you're right. I saw a camera. I saw a shot of him. You know, during the game. And to be quite honest, Joe, this man did not look like what I thought he was going to look like. Okay, I thought when you talk about, you know, older man, furniture mogul making these bets, I thought he was going to be looking I thought he was going to look like Pat Riley. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to be a little bit greasier. Then I see him with an Astros beanie. He's a little old man, you know, having fun, high fiving people. And I was like, you know what? I. I I can't hate this dude. I really nope. can't. And so I similarly uh it wasn't even with the post game comments, but I turned the page also on my matches mac and I wanted to like make fun of him today, but after seeing him and some of the things he did, I was like, listen man, more power to you.
2: Yeah, I listen, I give it. He's a big philanthropist, which didn't get enough yeah. publicity. Uh it was all right. about his bets. But the uh the funny part is for, for that to be the first thing on your mind is just digging sure. all the books that that turned away your money, I think is just uh um, That's like kudos, remember when brother.
3: Ron Artest like thanked his <laughs> therapist? Yes. On the floor, on the floor, like right after winning the NBA title, <laughs> exactly. he was like, "I want to thank my psychiatrist." Yep. <laughs> you know, that yep. was great.
2: Very good, absolutely very good. Congratulations! But I can tell you this: I am fairly certain one of the uh, one of the new bets that he will make. Yeah. Uh, we do have the 2020 uh, World Series odds out, Dane, and you can get him at five uh, to did, one. Didn't take long here. Uh, yeah, you got the Yankees, Dodgers, Houston. Those mm-hmm. are your big three once again. Uh, the Nationals, who just won it, hanging around that 15-1 to 1 mark. Now, there are serious question marks, obviously, once the celebrations is over. You know, um, what is that addition of the Nats going to look like? Uh, will they have Rendon? Will they have Strasburg? Uh, will they have, uh, you know, sure. Like, who? what is this team going to look like next year, I wonder, now that they've won the World Series? Do you give guys – will guys be willing to take, you know, maybe – one or two year deals here in order to be able to see if they can't repeat. I I don't know winning, you know, going through war like this changes dudes. I don't know exactly like Rendon turned down 230 million over seven years already. Uh, Do they change their minds now? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens and what they look like next year.
3: It will be very, very interesting. You're absolutely right. No team will look exactly the same, right? And free agency is is big, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Um, here's the way I, I think about it. I um, Remember when we were, like, looking at the NBA odds, Joe? Mm-hmm. Like, before free agency happened, right? So I think at this point, you have to pick a team that is not one of these favorites, you mm-hmm. know? is down lower Joe down below for me down below 20 to 1 that you think will improve dramatically due to free agency the winter meetings and that sort of thing that's the way I look at it there's no sense in betting the Astros the Dodgers the Yankees something like that now because quite frankly I can get that number in March they're going to be the top three anyway. I want to find like we did last year with like you know the Clippers in the NBA where we Mm -hmm. thought this was going to happen I've got a team that Joe is at 40 to One Right now Mm. that I actually believe I I think they may spend literally a billion dollars in free agency. And I think when you said Brian Cashman is sending the edible arrangement, I don't Mm. think so. I think there's another team that is getting ready to finally finally shoved their chips into the table. And I think an indicator of it was they hired Joe Madden as their manager. They have mm. the best player in baseball, and they're wasting his career. And Joe, both Garrett Cole and Steven Strausberg are from California. California kids. Rendon could be the icing on the cake. I think the Los Angeles Angels... Are going to spend a ton of money in this offseason with the new skipper, Joe Madden. And Joe, they're at 40 to 1. I'm going to tell you this by spring training, that number is going to be a lot shorter. I like the Angels in this futures market, Joe.
2: Well, you can get better than that, dude. They're, they're 65 in a lot of other places. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I see that, that, see yeah, yeah you can shop that around, dude, because right. there's some big numbers floating out there okay. for the Angels. Uh, But also keep in mind, too, I think the uh, the Red Sox are are, they're in rebuild mode. I do Mm -hmm. think that the uh, the Indians, of course, will will be there. I think the Phillies talk about spending money. Uh, Why stop here at this particular point? The Cubs, the the Cardinals, the Mets. Yeah. Uh, The only thing we know about the Astros under contract, Verlander, Greinke will be back regardless. Uh, The question is, will they pony up for Garrett Cole, they're going to have a lot of competition here, and obviously the Yankees are at the top of the list going to make a play. I think what they recognized and what every other major league organization should have recognized and take away from this run by the Nationals is that you can hit, you know, I bet you anything the Yankees and Twins would tell you today that I wish we hit 200 less home runs and uh, did a little more of the, I don't know, Playing defense, uh, manufacturing runs, yeah. moving guys over, you know, playing the game of baseball. And oh yeah, you're gonna need a couple of frontline starters that you can right. guarantee and go to war with. Uh that's what you need. And maybe the unsung hero to me, Patrick Corbin, he's not going to get a lot of love here, Dane. But what he did this postseason spent the entire year, guys, almost 20, almost a 20 game winner, uh, right. starting pitcher. <laughs> Five times he was asked in the postseason to come into middle of the games and uh, and spell relief. Not an easy thing to do for a starting pitcher. And I got to tell you that what he did last night, it'll fly under the radar, Dane. But what? he gave them everything they needed and more to be able to win that game. If he doesn't pitch as good as that uh, and they've got to go back to the pen, uh, yeah, this is a different – this is a different storyline. He really is the unsung hero of that team. Yeah,
3: and and, and you know, and he was paid handsomely last yes. offseason to start, yep. but you know, he did whatever was needed for that team. Absolutely. Yep. You know, Joe, you and I are both Yankees fans, right? And let's look at the Yankees as a microcosm. Let's put it this way. I want Gio Urshela in the lineup over Mike Stanton. You know yes, what I mean? Go. Yep. In, in these kind of playoff situations, I want Brett Gardner instead of Edwin Encarnacion, right? Mm-hmm. I need guys like the DJ LeMayhew who can do those kinds of things. Joe, if you go back to 2002, Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs. You know who won the World Series that year? The Angels with guys like David Eckstein stringing right. rallies together, the Rally Monkey. You remember that? Yeah, like, that's absolutely. what you need.
1: And yep. I said yeah, it in the trading deadline, approach. right?
3: All I wanted for the Yankees was a starting pitcher that they could start in game one or two up against a Cole or a Verlander. I said it then. I'll say it now. We needed a starting pitcher above the line of Tanaka that can go at it so we don't have a bullpen kind of game or J.A. Happ or something like that. That is what they need. Um, So, yeah, and we'll see that that is what will get rewarded in the offseason. These 32-year-old players who can hit 30 home runs and are a dime a dozen now. Josh Donaldson, who's a free agent, he ain't going to make a ton of money. The front-line starters, that's where teams will actually still make those investments. And they're right to do so. And like I said before, Joe, I think the Angels are going to blow their wad. Joe Madden, finally, you know, that's a signal to me. And I think if they wind up with Cole and Stroudsburg at the top of their rotation, uh, you know, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah,
2: I, I wouldn't count on it, though, man, because if it's one thing we know about Artie Moreno, uh, he's already wrote a $400 million check. Man. And he's made it very well known. He don't, don't want to write any more. So don't let's waste. see exactly what they're willing to do over there at uh, at Disney and company, because we'll you're going to have to spend whatever you spent $400 million on on uh, on your boy Trout, a billion yeah, dollars you, for yeah, the three of you've them. You've got a drug problem in that clubhouse. You you yep. got a whole lot of other things going on, Angels. You better figure out uh, exactly that. which direction you're going. But you're not going to do it without frontline starters and Scherzo last night to allow every inning. I mean, it it was absolutely crazy. Eleven runners he had to deal with in five innings that he had to pitch around, work around. They were only able to put two runners across. They had eleven chances, guys, which was crazy in five innings pitched. You had eleven runners against Max Scherzer. And you know what? In the big moment at the big time, maybe a blessing in disguise, Dane. That that whole fact he couldn't get up and out of bed. Thank God for quarter zone. Thank God, you know, it worked out perfect. Because if you don't have him for five innings to start that game seven, yeah, this is a totally we could be talking a totally different situation. It just lined up when it is meant to be. It's meant to be, guys, because Scherzer was the guy you needed on the mound in that uh in that game seven, as well as Granky. They had the people lined up that you can plan all you want, which is what cracks me up. Like all of these guys with the numbers and that you can plan best you want. You can't plan for a guy that can't even wipe his own ass on a day, has to miss a game five start, and then, you know, come back for a game seven. And you don't know, like we said all day yesterday. What are we going to – I don't know what we're going to get. Suppose it locks up on him in the second – like in the right. bullpen. Like, you know, you got to prepare like, oh, for that. I can't go. I can't move. <laughs> uh, crazy. It, you know, and Granky, to his credit, looked like crap the last three or four times out. Like, it was very iffy. And last hey. night looked vintage Granky. Oh, and no, he had it you wasted it by not allowing him to throw his 81st pitch. Is just mind-blowing to me. But he'll be back. You're paying him regardless. Him and Verlander will be back. Uh, I do think the innings uh, load management might be a That's big right. thing for teams next year, too, Dane. You yep. know what I'm saying? Listen, I think we're going to have the opener come in
3: more play. And, right. Joe, I know it sounds crazy. They do it in Japan. I would not be surprised if we start to see a six-man rotation sometime soon. I'm
2: with you, bro. I, you're right. You're absolutely correct, man. Because I really wouldn't be surprised at all. You look at Verlander, guys. The way, what he what? was in July and inning. what he was in in October are two totally. Right. What he was in September compared That's to right. what he was in October. Uh, you know, guys are getting up there. Yep. Guys are getting up there. But ultimately, no excuse. Scherzer's the same age, used just as much. You got to be able to make big pitches in big moments. That's not all
0: good, 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 good,
2: good. Yeah. That's why they're world champions. Speaking of world champions, the Warriors. Just got worse, if that's even possible. We'll let you hear it next. Baseball has a champion. Thursday night football just uh, just hours away here as we get ready for week nine of the NFL season. And uh, Bavona is enjoying his, uh, his let's say, oh, I don't know, um, his Halloween. here. Is that good there, Bavona? What do you got going on for us there, brother? What's going on there in the pit of misery today?
0: So I was actually going to come up and do the news update because mm-hmm. uh, I thought our good friend Alex Fasano was going to be running late but he actually did show up so all i really wanted to do because i wasn't ready to do a news update i was going to give you guys a couple of halloween facts about this year love it what here's, yeah. here's one of them guys do you know that halloween related spending is upwards of 8.8 8 billion dollars in the united states yeah it's a commercial
1: halloween. holiday
2: yeah all right now hold Absolutely. on hold on Pavona. i'm going to i'm going to do your part here i'm going to uh, give you a little music here so you can do these facts oh, ready? Thank you ready okay thank there you.
0: you go thank you That's All right. As you also guys know 44% of Americans plan to carve a pumpkin. Ooh. Yep. We got 44% of Americans that are going to do that. 49% I, I, of Americans plan to decorate their homes. Not only that, Ooh. we got 47% of Americans, they plan to dress in costumes. Of well, that, do you know how much money they're going to spend on that, guys? How much? $3.2 billion. Wow, three point two billion dollars, and even better, guys. Seventeen percent of Americans are going to dress their pets up for Halloween. Guys, do you know who's one of those seventeen percent? You are. I'm gonna say, uh, (laughs) yours truly. Yeah, you are looking at them. Well, you can't see me right now, Uh, Joe. I actually sent you the uh, a picture. I sent you an email. Uh, okay. if, if you don't mind, just throwing nope, it up me here for it. Me. That, that, uh, oh, there. me I sent you the sexy okay. Bob Ross and the sexy yes, Mr. Bob- we have, also- We also have the sexy Bob Ross. We have the sexy. We we have the sexy Roger? uh, uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, which is un- just unfriggin' believable, guys. But
3: see which one we like better, Joe, in the next Bray, in the next segment. Let's judge the Bob Ross and the Mr. Rogers and see which one, which neighborhood we would like better.
0: Well, I will say this, guys. Wait till you see. That's my. Yep. That's my dog as spider dog. What can I say? I really just wanted to show him off. That's well, my dog, that Doc. You, your yoga pants that the dog is laying on? That's my wife. <laughs> That's my wife's yoga pants. <laughs> Martinez, you killed me, man. Way to go. I love the uh, outfit, by the way.
1: Thanks. Absolutely
2: <laughs> fantastic. Very nice. Well done. He hates he us. Was. He hates just us so much for that. the economy, did you?